Good day, everyone, and welcome to this week's webinar and podcast. Today we've got a, a quite interesting, quite an interesting guest, Quibus Fisser, and he's got a, a great topic that he's going to talk about, and that's basically creating magic in your in your business the Viking way. So for those who don't know who Quibus is, Quibus Fisser, the great grandson of South Africa's first president, was born in Vereniging, diagnosed with hemophilia. As a child, Quibus endured excruciating pain for years until he found himself in the hospital, unable to move in 2013. However, instead of giving up, he decided his body would no longer be his prison. And since then, Quibus has not only learned to move his arms, crawl and walk, but he has conquered Mount Kilimanjaro. It is this experience that drives him to motivate and inspire others. Quibus is also the only fire, the master firewalker in South Africa, and he uses his inspiring story to help individuals and businesses reach their full potential as a global speaker and business strategist. As a team builder facilitator, he uses a variety of activities to help teams understand each other better. Quibus's brand recently rebranded as Quibus Fisser, the Viking, in line with his personal and professional growth in recent years. He plans to expand his brand locally and internationally, write a book about his journey, and launch a unique empowerment program for men called Viking Wolfpack in 2023. That's this year. So that's pretty exciting. Quibus has achieved several personal and professional milestones, including climbing Mount Kilimanjaro on crutches and speaking in front of 3,500 people on stage. And of that, uh, oh, sorry, on above of that, 10,000 people online. He has also been honored twice with the Men of Valor Award, despite being in constant pain, Quibus possesses an insatiable appetite for helping others and continuing, continuously growing and challenging himself. Quibus, what an introduction. <laughs> Thank you, Chris. That's a mouthful, eh? That's a... Yeah, man. There was actually so much more that I could have said, but I had to shorten it out, eh? Yeah, I know, 100%. Uh... That's good. Uh, thank you for the share. And it's so nice to see a few people that I know. So it's nice to see them online and to be part of this community is amazing. Awesome. Quibus, the floor is all yours. Okay. As you girls and guys heard, I'm Quibus, the Viking Fisher. Um, yeah, I'm so glad to be able to share a little bit about what my passion is about. It's about creating magic in, a, in businesses. So before I start, just to get to know who's on the call, Okay, I would love you to quickly write down what is your top three animals. You can put it in the chat box, uh, plus one characteristic you like about that animal that stands out for you. So what's your top three? Number one, number two, number three. This will just sort of uh, give me an idea who you are um, in the group, uh, what you like, and uh, we're going to quickly talk about it now. So I'm just waiting for everyone to pop into the chat box, your top three animals and one characteristic about that animal. There might be more, but just now for this exercise, just write one, one. Awesome, Philip. And your other two animals, you can just pop them in. Honey badger, no fear, no doubt. Hello, Chris, yes. Your number two and your number three as well. You will see there's a reason why it's your top three. <clears throat> Dolphin, eagle, dragon, cheetah, eagle. Nice. <clears throat> I would love to see at least your guys number two and number three as well. So Diane, one more for you. 
Chris, two more animals. Well, it's your two animals and the same with Philippe. Okay, <clears throat> so let me get going. So it sort of gives me an idea. I like yours, Melania, dragon. Um, uh, one of mine is also a dragon. Um, uh, Annie, nice thing. You, you're also a dragon. Beautiful horse and a bunny. Okay, so to tell you quickly about, uh, in short, what this means, right? So your number one animal that you've written down is the animal, um, is the way you uh, put yourself out into the world and how you want the world to perceive you, right? So the characteristics of that animal, this is how you portray yourself and this is how you want the world to see you. So let me know in the chat box if you like that. The second animal is the animal is actually how the world perceives you. So that's actually how you're showing up and how you uh, the world is seeing you. The third animal, and Annie, it's nice to see yours is a bunny. Meloni is an eagle. <clears throat> Who else? Um, Diane is an elephant. The third animal, I see Chris says it's a panther and a dolphin. The third animal is actually who you really are. So if you look at those characters, that's actually who you really are. So this is a nice exercise for you to play with people to just to get to know people, who's people, what they do. And it just sort of gives you an insight. So if you enjoyed that, let me know in the chat box. I've had people laugh at this. I had people, uh, I see Annie says he's laughing about it. That's good. That's what it's about. So thank you for sharing me your, your top three animals. So my philosophy is based on around one quote. And this one quote was written by Gandhi. And it says, your thoughts, uh, your beliefs become your thoughts. Everything starts with your beliefs about what is possible because your beliefs then become your thoughts. You know, everything that you think about, you know, think about the power of visualization. You know, you create everything in your mind because the more you think about it, the words will follow. Whatever the heart is full of, you know, that's what you speak. So the words that comes out. There's even a book that says life and death isn't the power of the tongue and those who love to use it will bear the fruit of it. Your words then become your actions. Your actions, the more you act it out and, and uh, ends up becoming your habits. Your habits then become uh, values in your life and your values become your destiny. Everything I do um, on my journey is based around this core quote that everything starts with your belief. And, you know, if I had to ask you new questions is, what do you believe? You know, do you believe the economy is good? Do you believe that you are good at what you do, that you are the best? Do you believe um, that we're living in the best time of uh, in, in the world? Do you believe, what do you, is your core beliefs that you have that you never challenge, uh, you accept that it's true, and uh, that creates your destiny? For us to change our destiny, it's like Einstein said, if you do the same thing over and over and expect a different result, that's insanity. So, you know, how do we change and create a destiny? How do we create magic? It's about challenging our beliefs, our thoughts, and our words. Those top three will automatically will be followed by actions, habits, etc. Now, just a, a core background for those who don't know me. I was born as a hemophiliac, and my challenge came into my life in 2014 when I woke up one morning and I couldn't walk. Now, as a hemophiliac, I just inject myself. It's a bleeding disorder. Um, I, my blood doesn't clot. And because of all of the bleedings over the years, my joints have sort of been disintegrated. I don't have joints, it's bone on bone. And usually when I have a, a bleed in my joints, um, it eats away the calf leads and it disforms the bone. And it usually takes two to three days after an injection uh, for me to be able to use my joint again. However, in 2014 and woke up one morning and I couldn't walk. I couldn't use my elbow, especially my right elbow. The doctor said I went to see, and you see some of the x-rays online, is that uh, example, my ankles needs to be fused. 
Um, I'm too young for a replacement because uh, ankle replacement is a little bit more uh, um, complicated. Then my elbows, you know, example, my right elbow, if I just fall on it, I will lose the use of it. You know, this was the reality that was given to me. And says, Kubis, you have to get both your ankles used. You have to get your elbows replaced. Now, I could accept that reality. And it, it was real. You know, the facts was on the table. You know, how many times do we, uh, you know, be realistic, focus on what is happening? That's the facts. And that was the fact. However, I could accept that or I could challenge those beliefs and by changing those beliefs. And, you know, just to give you some more photos is, you know, I still had to motivate people when I ended up being in a wheelchair. I had to crawl where I wanted to be because I don't have muscles. So I don't have a lot of strength in my elbows. And so every day became sort of a core of a challenge. Am I going to go for the operation or am I going to change my destiny? And I was constantly through this. And, um, you know, and I adopted this one phrase. And I want to quickly ask you in the chat, you know, how many of you uh, uh, have heard the saying, I will do my best, or someone saying, I, I will do my best, or I will give my best? You know, if you've heard someone say that, have you used it? Have you used, I will do my best? Great. Yes. So Chris said, yes. Well, don't believe yourself, you are lying. And also don't believe other people when they say they will give their best because they are lying. They're lying to themselves and they're lying to you because, yes, they will give their best. However, when they don't get the results, they will have something to blame. So at least I gave my best. However, I couldn't, you know, it was uh, the um, South Africa, especially is load shedding um, or the, it's the economy or it is because there's war in Europe. We'll find excuses why we didn't get the results. At least I know I gave my best. But you will never take responsibility for your actions because it's always someone else's fault. However, if you use words like whatever it takes, can you have an excuse? Can you blame someone? And this is where, you know, part of the Ghani quote, it says, you know, our words influence also our thoughts and our minds. So our words is powerful. Whatever it takes, you can't have an excuse. You have to take responsibility. Now, on this path of me not being able to walk, my one coach challenged me and said, Kubis, get a goal so big that it seems impossible to achieve you know that big audacious goal right and what is your big audacious goal because the thing is it needs to scare you it needs to be in a sense impossible to achieve according to the people around out there and so mine began when i was in crutches in a wheelchair is that you know i'm gonna go climb a mountain by the name of kilimanjaro what do you think people said when they heard that People said, Kubis, look at your reality. Again, you know, what's your destiny? Look at your reality. Kubis, look at the facts. This is what it is. This is, you can't change it. Even the doctors didn't even want to sign off on me um, being able to go climb Kilimanjaro. So I had to take all of this risk on myself and to be able to do it, whatever it takes. So I, I got the right tools and the right people to surround myself to be able to go climb it. Now, I did this journey on crutches. Now, life is going to always throw us challenges to help us to grow and as you can notice on the screen is that even you know thinking i have extra legs those extra legs also sort of influenced me by creating nice bruises that became even more painful to walk on however to keep the story short is i persevered and pushed through the pain you know it's it's that constant moving forward i remember on the mountain standing and it's nine o'clock. We started at nine and around to around two, three o'clock in the morning. You, I can't see anything. It's minus 16 degrees Celsius. And as we're walking, I'm complaining to the guide. I'm like, I can't see where I'm going. I don't know where we are. It feels like we're climbing for ages. 
And all that the guide said to me is, says, Kubis, can you see your next step? And because I had a headlight on, I looked down and I could see my next step. And he said, Kubis, that's all that you need to focus on. No matter how dark the world seems, no matter how the destiny said, this is what your reality is going to be. If you know where you are going and you focus on that is what is your next step? And that is the most important. And that becomes a phrase in your daily life is what is my next step to give? You know, where am I and what should I do? And through this whole journey, I learned everything I learned from was something called fire walking. Is there anyone in this group that has walked on fire before? And I just see who has walked. I know Melanie. Yeah. Philip, have you walked on fire? Now, this is giving an example. What fire taught me is one thing about fire walking is that you walk on 500 to 600 degrees Celsius. Aluminium also 250. However, medical books say that 150, you get third degree burns. So how is it then possible to walk on fire at 500 to 600 degrees Celsius? And this is what I'm going to share with you. And it's a part also geared to what was Gandhi said, that everything starts with a belief. Now, if I can get you to walk over fire without getting burned, what other beliefs do you hold on so much that you never question them to change it? Because one thing about the fire walking, it's a few tools, and I'm going to share with you a little bit about it, how that is possible. So the first thing that is possible in my life is my two kids. What is your why? You know, and, and I want to bring it to you and, and I want to ask you is, you know, when times are tough, I remember on the mountain of Kilimanjaro, just before the summit, I basically gave up. And at that moment, giving up, I was looking at the sunrise and I was crying and I felt like, yo, uh, is this it? You know, is this how far I could get? And I remember my fellow climber, Will, sitting next to me and looking me in the eye and giving me a hug. And he said to me, Kubis, just remember why you came to climb this mountain. And that moment when I remember why, I had more energy to push through. And this is my thing to you is constantly remind yourself about what is your why. So here's a few things that is important for me and for you to grow your business and create magic. So I'm going to talk about a few philosophy um, for you to share. So one is farming, right? So farming is all about in your business is how do you farm your business? Now, one thing about the Viking cultures, they were not only um, warriors, but they were also farmers. You know, they had, in certain seasons, they farmed. So what do you need to do and know when you are farming? Can you just go out and farm? What is the first step that you need to know? Anyone? Let me know. What is the first step that you need to know when you are farming? First is you have to find the land. What are you farming? Oh, well, Definitely, you know, I think uh, one thing is you need to know what you are going to farm. What is the seed you're going to plant? Because that will be dependent on how you're going to prepare the land. So once you know that, you go out and you prepare the land. Now, it depends on how much you're going to farm. It's going to depend on how big of your team is. Are you going to do it alone? Uh, I saw Chris, there's no farmers here. So uh, once you know that is how big is your land going to be? How big is your business going to be? How big is the farmland going to be? Do you need a team? So. Then you go out and then with that team, you prepare the land. Once you've prepared the land, you decide then on the seed to plant. You know, I think something that most of us sometimes forget is we want carrots, but we plant apple seeds. And it's so important to be really focused on what you want. The next is then to plant the seed. Then it's to water the seed. It's to look after the seed, right? It's to constantly nurture and it's to persevere. You know, there's going to be times when you're going to see the seed not grow. You know, if you if you ever heard of Chinese bamboo, it takes five years before you see anything to grow. And are you persistent going to look after your seed and look after it and nurture it 
whenever you don't see any results. And I think that is why sometimes in businesses, people give up, they want an instant results. However, it comes down to that consistency and looking after it and knowing it's just the next step, just one more step, just doing it and watering it and then having faith for it to rain. I have this thing that says success leaves clues. And, you know, it's all about if you've done all of the processes, you know, I can guarantee you, you can look like Arnold Schwarzenegger, your version in the next year. However, it's going to take task. It's going to have the right food. It's going to have to have the right program, all of that, and then go and do it. However, you still need to have faith that it will all for, um, uh, come to pass, you know. And I think that's where I love farmers is they will go in, the, in a dry season. They will plant. They will do everything. And they will have faith that it will rain. And I'm going to share with you later a, a case study of someone that did the same strategy. At the end of the day, amazing how it played out. Then you have to have a harvesting plan. And that includes how big of your team is and then to be able to harvest. Because I think that's something I realized most businesses that I invest so much in marketing and in team and et cetera. And when the time comes to harvest, all of the harvest seed falls through and they have a lot of balls that they drop instead of being much better prepared. However, farming is also um, in, in, in our business that I've realized is about building a community. You know, you all are part of Circle of Excellence. So farming is all about having that community where people farm together, food together and work together. I think that is one thing that what I love about farming is that it's all about community. Then the next one is hunting. How many of you here in this group hunts elephants? Not real elephants, business, elephants, premium clients. How many of you are going for big clients, right? Anyone? Anyone that loves to hunt bigger clients? So let me share with you. If you want to hunt an elephant, right? You have to have the right tools. You can't just go and hunt an elephant. Because the thing is, hunting an elephant is you have to have the right gun. You know, you can't go hunt an elephant with a, a, a like a small caliber, like a pentuer to it. You have to have a big caliber. So you have to get the tools, right? Um, then you have to practice uh, your, and get the skill level, right? You can't just go out and just hunt that elephant. Then the next thing is, you know, if you know you hunt the elephant, what will you hunt? Where will you hunt it? How will you go hunt them? You know, is to find the place where the elephant is. And then understanding your target, you know, where do you need to aim? You know, understanding everything about your target, the terrain, et cetera. Because the more you know, the better results you're going to get. So hunting is a, a very more laser-focused experience. And you can't just go out and hunt. And the next one is to prepare for the hunt. And then go stalk the hunt. Now, my question put you in the group. If you go hunt an elephant, go and go, can you go alone? No, you have to have a team, you have to have a backup and also getting the elephant back is it comes again to your team. How strong is your team that is your backup and your support to be able to hunt that elephant. And then you need to be prepared to take the shot and have faith in yourself to be able to do that. This is a core principle of hunting is you have to have all of that preparation to be able to do that. And then after the hunt, what are you going to do after the hunt? What are you going to do? What is the journey you're taking off the hunt? Because it's not about just hunting. It's about, you know, what are you doing with the meat, the skin, et cetera, et cetera. And I think that's one thing that I realized in most businesses and our journey is what do we do afterwards? When I climbed Kilimanjaro, I had to be prepared. What am I going to do afterwards? I think that's where most things as we sometimes achieve these amazing goals. However, we never plan ahead of what is after that and what we need to achieve. So let me quickly talk about to you today. You know, how to unleash uh, the power of the instruments of the Viking code in business strategy. 
harness the magic of intention and reach a supercharge your business and forge unbreakable bonds. One comes down to values, bringing back values into your business as well. But here's some values I want to share with you is the nine values of Viking. Now on my journey, it's, it started, you know, and, and, and that's where the green comes as well. In the chakras, it's also represents as your heart. So heart is important, passion is important, having heart and love uh, for what you do. The next one is that the value of perseverance, perseverance of never giving up and constantly moving forward. Then to have honor in what you do and honor in your word, um, a code of honor, the way you do things, the way you work with your teams. Then to have discipline, discipline on a daily basis to apply everything and not um, fall behind. You know, if you say something, you're going to do it and having that discipline to do it on a daily basis, to constantly take massive action. Um, you know, one thing I love about massive action is that as an entrepreneur, sometimes we need to take risks and calculated risks. So how can you take calculated risks in your business that it can move your, you know, is that, that saying where you focus on the 20% that's going to get you the 80% results. And one thing that I've learned with my um, thing that I launched recently with the Viking with the, for the men, the empowerment of men is consistency. As having that consistent meetup every month, consistent reach out to all of them. People love consistency. So are you consistent at what you do? Speaking your truth and your, and your word, fidelity, loyalty, and then courage. So this is just the nine values of a Viking. And as I say to you, beliefs, words, words, actions become your destiny. So first principle I want to share with you is to be fearless. So uh, as entrepreneurs, and, and business owners is to be fearless is to embrace challenges and face them head on. Like my story about um, my reality about my operations I did to get, I had to decide, am I going to get it or am I going to change it? And I became fearless about putting myself on a talk so big that it seems impossible to achieve. Just now, recently, one of my clients is now cycling all the way from Messina down to Cape Town to be able to achieve it. So he's put a goal so big for him um, to do because he wants to be fearless. He wants to embrace his challenges to grow. Also, it in, this encourages you to have a culture of boldness and innovation. When we are fearless, we innovate easier. We uh, adapt easier to a situation than to live in fear. Fear, and that's what I love about walking on fire. It creates that environment, not only to be courageous, but to be able to be fearless. Say with you a story, my son uh, recently broke his arm and he walked on fire uh, when he was two and a half years old for the first time. And he's walked multiple times. And uh, he was on the swing and he said, Dad, I just thought uh, to see if I can fly. You know, I've watched Superman and um, I know you say that if I can do this, I can do anything. And so I wanted to see if I can fly. And he jumped off the, <laughs> the swing and he didn't fly and he broke his arm. And uh, after breaking his arm, I'm like, he's laughing. And I'm like, my son, why are you doing, you know? And he says, daddy, don't worry, I'm making memories. And, and I mean, that is what it's about. It's about doing that journey of where you want to go. Second principle is to be resilient. This is to cultivate a mental and emotional strength. I mean, that is the core foundation of what has helped me to on my journey is to have constantly have worked on my mental and emotional strength. I come out of a family that uh, struggles a lot with depression and um, the, uh, in our family. And so I grew up by being in pain a lot, not being able to do things a lot. I've constantly focused, faced a lot of mental and emotional uh, challenges. And the only thing that, is, that could help me was this journey that I was on where I pushed myself to move through my fear on a consistent basis. 
Uh, I remember when I was in New Zealand, there's a place called Auckland Towers, a place where you can jump off the bridge, uh, off the towers. And I went and I needed to make a decision in my business. And so what I do is when I do this, I link decisions like that with, uh, with an activity. It doesn't say you have to go jump off towers, but when you need to make a decision, connect that with an experiential experience and the decision just becomes so easier. And so when I jumped off the towers, because I have uh, fear of heights, I realized after the first few seconds, oh, this is not so bad. And I realized when I could make the decisions, it can just be so much better. Okay. Next one is to be committed in your journey. You know, when you set yourself goals and objective is to be committed to that and not give up. It's like the farmer, when you plant your seeds, don't expect them to see a harvest tomorrow morning. Certain seeds is going to take a month. Certain seeds is going to take three months. Certain seeds is going to take five years like the Chinese bamboo. But how can you be committed on a constant basis to your goals and objective? Then foster loyalty and dedication among your team to be able to support you to be able to achieve that goals and objectives and consistently work towards that vision. You know, one thing about companies that I realized is that when you have employees that are committed, is committed when they know what your vision and objectives is. So one of my team uh, yesterday came to me and said they are lost. And I looked at this while I was doing this and I realized things that have happened in the past month has made them lost where they forgot about what is the vision, what is the, the goals and objectives. And it's now my task to be able to remind them this is our objective, this is our goals. And I think this is where it's important um, to constantly meet with your team. Now, one way of having a team as well is also, I think in Circle of Excellence, it talks about the rings of steel or your advisory board. Who's the people that's going to keep you committed? Who's going to be the people that's going to keep you accountable on your journey? Next principle is how to be resourceful, how to use the resources available to you. Because the one excuse that I constantly hear from um, uh, people is that I don't have the resources, I don't have the money, I don't have this. There's always these excuses. However, if you stand back and you focus on your creativity and problem solving and you observe your business from an outside perspective, you can use the resources that is available to you. Or you can be like me and I can challenge you to say, when you hire someone, for example, you only have 30 days to pay that person. Now, if you put yourself under pressure like that, you have 30 days to pay. How resourceful will you be to be able to tap into your resources, to be able to generate that income to put someone in? And I'm very for putting yourself under pressure. Maybe um, need to be more calculated pressure and then uncalculated pressure. But when you put yourself under pressure, that's the when the moment when you grow. That's when firewalking is pressure. But once you walk through it and you look back, you realize it was not such a difficult process. One is be respectful is another principle of uh, in the Viking code of being respectful. Um, you know, this is to respect each other. But I think the one thing that is all for me importance in this to be respectful is to understand your team, to understand what is their strength, their weaknesses, their weaknesses, um, what opportunities they can bring into the, into the business. And is to focus all, all around that and create a fosterness of respectfulness in your business. Next one is to be disciplined. How can you be more disciplined in your business? I think the most, the most important is um, one of the systems that um, I've incorporated now in my business that is mind-blowing is Capsule CRM. Um, it's just made life so much easier and following the process of clients. So I just knew how important is having these systems and processes in place. Seven is be focused, have a clear vision and purpose. 
Eight is be strategic, develop your plans. Nine is be generous and giving back. Now, this is important for me in, in, in sharing with you. Are you giving back on a consistent basis? But it's not necessary to charity. Listen to this, right? If you have a passion of giving to people, I, I follow the, uh, the uh, sort of the philosophy of around of like Robin Hood. You know, I have clients that can pay me enough to be able to help other clients in part, right? And it's to create that empowerment that say, I'm taking from the, those who can afford to pay the high fee to be able to help because I have a, a mindset, instead of giving you the fees to go do something, I, I help you to be able to achieve that. But to be able to do that for those who can't afford it and they can only afford a, a small amount, my bigger clients subsidize us. And that's where being generous for me comes from. Okay. So one thing that I want to leave you with almost today is to talk about quickly intentions and ritual. It's about in setting intentions in your business on a daily basis of three things that you want to achieve, right? Three things today, three things this week, and three things this month. And why I say free is because free is very easy to remember and to apply into your business. The average that they've shown is five things that you can do, but the best is free. And the and sometimes people can push it to seven. So to give you an example, if you have to quickly think where you are sitting there, of all of the top um, um, running shoe makers, uh, manufacturers in the world, right? And you can quickly think about it. Quickly think about how many can you name up? You think about it. Okay, let's quickly, I'm going to just pull a, a few out, right? You're going to get Nike. You're going to get um, uh, Adidas, Puma, um, Anyone can help me with there? What else is there? Um, okay, I'm stuck at three now. There's Jordans. Um, but what I want to get to is the basis of most people can get to seven, some people can get to five, but most people get to three easily without trying to think in, in too much. And that's what it's about. Oh, Crocs. Crocs is not running shoes, Chris. <laughs> so, and the principle is that it's the same with when you work with your team, is to drill it down to the top three things that you need to do. The same, the top three animals, the top three this, because you get so much more done into your daily life and your business. So one is work on your intentions, right? And then your rituals in your business. And um, so here's a, a few techniques I want to leave you with, right? On a daily basis, right? Is visualization exercises. So here's a saying that I like to say is that everything that you see, so in everything that you hear, so when you visualize, add sound to it because you need to hear it as well. The moment you hear, the next thing you add to that visualization process is feeling, emotions, right? And the moment you do that, it becomes your reality because it builds that neural pathway. I saw again, Joe Dispenza spoke, spoke about it last night. It's not just about seeing the images in your mind. It's about creating sound to it. And this is one technique I also like to do is when you create a vision board, it is not to only just see the vision board, right? Record an audio that explains your vision board, for example. So when you see it, you can hear it, and then you create emotions when you talk about the journey on your vision board. How does it feel and look like an experience about having that house or having and being in front of 10,000 people or helping a certain type of clients? By bringing in all of those senses, the visualization exercise becomes so much more powerful. The next one is to have daily affirmations. One thing that has helped me on my journey the last few years in my health is that every day I'm getting healthier and healthier 
better and better, stronger and stronger. And by doing that on a consistent basis, we make our mind stronger. Then the next one is mindfulness and meditation. One way I've, I kept myself motivated is I have a meditation group, um, a WhatsApp group. So if anyone of you would love to join, is we use Deepak Chopra's uh, meditations. And the reason why I started that was to help me to be um, accountable, to be able to meditate every day, to be able to share meditations and then to meditate myself. And then mindfulness. When was the last time when you drank a cup of coffee? where you just were mindful about the coffee that you were drinking. Sipping it, smelling it, sipping it, swelling it in your mouth, and just being present and understanding where that coffee came from, who made it, the journey that coffee came to be able to satisfy that for you at that moment. When is the last time you were mindfulness when you were eating your food? It's basic principles like that, by sitting down, and enjoying every piece, you know, uh, I've been challenged with that a lot because if food comes in front of me, I pour so much sauce over it that I never taste the food, I taste the sauce. And I realize that sometimes I have to take it out and start enjoying every taste, every smell that how it's was prepared. And it's those small things that helps us uh, as a technique. So I would like to challenge you whenever you go out and every, anything you drink, anything you eat, Maybe when you are with people, instead of being um, occupied, is just to be in that moment, to be present and mindful of the person in front of you and really listening. And not only listening, but seeing their body actions, how they act, their facial, um, uh, how their faces are moving. You know, just to be present and be mindful about the people in front of you becomes so powerful. Um, recently, I was in front of an audience. And for the first time in 10 years, I forgot I went blank. I didn't know what to say. I was standing there and suddenly it became one minute and I still didn't know what to say. And so the next thing I realized, be mindfulness. And I just made eye contact with people. You know, that it almost became an awkward silence because it was just, everyone was like looking, didn't know what to expect. And all that I became mindfulness and just making eye contact with everyone. And as I started doing that, the ideas came up of what I wanted to say and it rolled again. The next one is gratitude journaling. So one thing is when you journal, right, is there's three steps to journaling. One, when you wake up or when you go to bed, is write down your negative thoughts, right? Write down, sometimes we keep everything inside of us, but one thing is to flow it out. So if I, I usually have this saying where if you take a dam with water, if the water never flows out, the water becomes rotten, it becomes stale. So the one way of doing it is about writing it down. It's not about typing on a keyboard, you have to physically write it. It's like opening the sluices for the water to flow out. So that is the one thing. In the beginning, people write a lot of pages and later on it becomes less because you have to teach your body to let go of these negative thoughts of there's limiting beliefs, things that doesn't serve, just get it out. The second part of that is then to fill in your journal what you are grateful for. We all know how powerful gratitude is. Gratitude has an impact on your psychology and your mind, et cetera. So writing down what you are grateful for. But here's the secret. It's not just about writing it down. I think this is where most people sometimes get it wrong, is also bringing in your emotions and your senses. When you write down your gratitude, do you see it? Do you visualize it? Do you feel what you need to feel? Are you experiencing that, whatever you're writing down? It's not about writing a hundred things that you are grateful for. It's about writing those three, five, six, seven things that you are grateful for, but empowering it with emotions because emotions is, is powerful. It's basically energy in motion. 
once you've written that down, then you write down your top three, five goals that you want to remind yourself of. Again, bringing in your emotions, et cetera. And then intentionally networking. I want to quickly come to um, um, a few things that I want to share with you is the power by applying this philosophy, right? In 2017, I had the opportunity to work with a team called the Southern Kings. For those who don't know, it's a rapid team in South Africa. Uh, 2017, they were one uh, part of a super rapid competition. They were the weakest team uh, in the competition. Nobody gave them any chances. The previous uh, two seasons, they were in a competition. They couldn't win more than two games. And, um, you know, they started having this philosophy about applying um, the vision, the values, um, um, visualization, et cetera. And, you know, one of the words that they adopted that year was whatever it takes. Now, to give an idea, when the, sometimes we just have to have faith. They went and won some of the biggest teams in the competition. Now, in their year, they were two games away, or was one winner, sorry, one away, away from the quarterfinals. They lost one game with one point in the last minute. It could have just easily gone the other way. However, they had their best season at of six wins by having five. About, there was games that they won in the last minute and against some of the biggest teams. And this is where faith comes in. You just have to put in all of the work. Sometimes the dust is going to roll your way now or later it's going to roll in a different way. So let me share with you um, Silvio. So Silvio uh, became last year a GT3 championship and we started in this journey. He's 50 years old now, just the other day. He was 49 years. He races against 25-year-olds and 30-year-olds, right? And first he says he's just doing it for a hobby. And I said, but why don't we go in? It's like, where do we start to go in? You know, I'm, I'm, I'm double the age. I said, well, at one, at least you have the experience. Secondly, is let's look at what you need to be improving on. So we made a list. He needs to improve um, his eyesight, his health and nutrition. Um, he needs to be faster. So we had to work on skill. How can he get faster? His reaction time. So we created all of these plans that he had to do on a daily basis to become a better racer. Um, then the next thing was, let's learn from others. Let's create a core team and advisors that you can learn from. So he contacted guys that does racing for Lambo in Europe, asking them, yes, my videos of my racing, what should I do different? Giving the ideas. We started looking at that. The next one was we did research about how we can we make more time. And it was in the pit stops that we realized if we fast in the pit stops, we can gain time. But here's the thing. And this is where faith comes in. If we are consistent and we're applying all of these things on a daily basis, I want to tell you this because this was totally amazing for me. That on the, uh, there was two games uh, races left and the second last race, if he won, he would win the championship. If he came second, third or fourth or fifth, he would have to go to the next race to be able to determine uh, the championship. He was racing against two other Ferraris. Now, I don't know if there's any Ferrari uh, fans in this group. So he was racing against Ferrari. And uh, the last lap, what is the chances of this? He's third, um, Silvia, and the two Ferraris is in front. And on the last lap, both of the Ferraris ran out of petrol. What is the chances of that? And, and this is where faith comes in for me as to sometimes is that we have to have faith that things will, if we know we've done everything, we've done our journaling, We've set our vision, our goals. We are taking action. We are doing the marketing. We're taking, like that guy said for me on the mountain, one more step. Just one more step. Focusing on what's the next step for you to get closer to your goal. One more step. Before we know it, you're going to get to the top of the mountain. And before you know it, you're going to win that race. You know, this is what set, sets me apart. 
I believe, will we'll set you apart from your competitors is because you're going to have magic on your side. You know, it's not going to be the who's the best person next to you or is the best competitor that you're competing against. This will set you apart because you're going to have magic. You're going to have intentions. You're going to have visualization, affirmation, goals. And trust me, if you do this on a consistent basis, it will get you the end result. To give you an example, here's a friend of mine. He's, uh, he's 67 now. He retired and he said, Kubis, I, um, I don't know what to do. And I said, what would you love to do? He said, I would love to one day compete at world championships. And I said, what and what? He says he doesn't. So we went on a journey to discover what he wanted to do. And at uh, 64, at 63, it was 2019, what, four years ago, 63 years old. He said, um, I discovered a passion. I love um, powerlifting. And so he went on a journey to powerlift. And uh, he just recently qualified. Uh, for the world championship uh, at his age. So if you are doing the work, you will be able to achieve it. So I want you to quickly do the following exercise with me, right? So one is I want you to tap into that into your warrior spirit. So if wherever you are, sit up straight or stand up straight, taking a deep breath, shake your body a little bit, shake, shake, shake. Okay. So what are we going to do is we're going to tap into your warrior energy. So no matter what happens, nothing comes in their way. You know, warrior is courageous. Warrior is fearless. They are unstoppable and will break through anything. You, know, you see, a warrior also portrays action and strength. The part of you that will never give up. You know, they will never give up. They will go on when times are the toughest. They see challenges as an a, opportunity to grow and they cultivate the warrior by following through everything you say and will do. So let's quickly look at what it is. So if you're taking a deep breath, you close your eyes. You close your eyes. I want to ask you wherever you are is if you had to point anywhere into your body, where does the warrior live in you? If you had to feel, feel your body, sense your body, if you had to... That's a place. Where do you feel the warrior is in you? Just trust your intuition. Trust the, um, the guidance of your body. Wherever you need to feel in touch, touch that area and feel the way the warrior energy lives inside of you. So touch that part. So for me, for example, it's on my chest. This is where the warrior I feel lives in me. So I want you to get in touch with that warrior energy inside of you and just feel that warrior energy. I'm going to ask you in the next few seconds, to make the sound of an unbeatable warrior. So you're on mute, so you can be as loud as you want to be. Three, two, one. Make the sound of an unbeatable warrior. Let that sound come out. Yes, good. Oh man, say it out. Now, once you've made that sound, I want you to quickly say the following words. Ask the warrior for guidance for wherever you are now. So you say to yourself, the warrior, meaning yourself, the warrior says, all I need to remember and focus on is, and whatever comes out, say it out loud. Say the first thing that comes to mind. As you repeat the words of the warrior, meaning you, says, all I need to remember and focus on is, and whatever comes to mind, let it out and say it out loud. Say it out loud. Let's do it three times. Okay, second time. The warrior says, all I need to remember and focus on Whatever comes out, what is the warrior saying for you today? Then third thing, do it again. 
the warrior says, all I need to remember and focus on and say the few things that comes out first. And then taking a deep breath. Three, two, one. Make the sound of an unbeatable warrior. Good. Open your eyes. Be back in the room. If you want to quickly make dot down what the warrior said, just write it down. Maybe something came out for you. What do you need to remember or focus on for the next few days? And just make that mental notes, right? So guys, I believe uh, my time is up. Um, thank you for the opportunity to share a little bit about me and on this new journey that I've started as Quibus Fist of the Viking, where great men become warriors. I want to say thanks to Mike and Lundy and Chris for allowing me to share a little bit. And I want to say thank you, Philippe, uh, for participating and Milani and Annie and Mary and Shira. So thank you for all of you for being here. And for those who are listening online, thank you very much. And I hope you all enjoy it. Awesome. Thank you, Quibus. Very interesting presentation. And uh, I love the techniques. I think we all are going to try it out. Um, so thank you again for being a guest. I hope you guys have a, a great week ahead. And for those that are tuning in, same to you. Hey, Have a great week ahead. And thanks for tuning in. Cheers, everyone.